Get cozy. Get real. It's time to settle in and expose yourself. On Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. Good. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Cuddle Talk with Angela and Dana. And um, we are here with a very special guest, uh, Miss Kristen Grajeda. Um, before we speak to Kristen, I would like to remind everybody why we're here. The purpose of Cuddle Talk is to just relax and ease in and be cozy and just be connected with the most authentic version of yourself. And what better way to do that than to be chilling out in your pajamas? Uh, so today we speak with Kristen and, uh, Kristen is a member of, uh, well member, oh my God, a team member of Uniquely You. She is, um, as per Angela's words, uh, her left or her right angel wing. I just know that I'm the other. And, uh, she has a pretty incredible story of her own, um, of her own wellness journey. And because we're here to, to really, um, celebrate letting go of the fear and letting go of the ties that bind and stepping into our greatness. Uh, Kristen's got an incredible story of her doing just that. So with that said, welcome, Ms. Kristen. Thank you, Dana. Hi, Kristen. You, Angela. Happy <laughs> birthday. It's your birthday, Ms. Kristen. Yes, it is. Thank you. 24. <laughs> nice. Looking good. Oh, and your application came in on 444. <laughs> All right, before we get into uh, getting into how awesome and amazing you really are, because you are, um, we just want to start with a little, um, you know, why'd you, what'd you, what came today that you made you cozy? Like, just, what's some of your coziness that gives you, like, comfort? Well, um, the funny thing is, is that comfy clothes is, I'm a huge fan of comfy clothes. So showing up in my pajamas was, you know spot on for me because I, I joke about, and it's funny enough, people make comments and compliment me on my outfits a lot, but I find them the way I dress is really just glorified pajamas and just like brighter colors. So interesting enough, my pajamas, I realize are a little more subdued, you know, I've got this gray top, you know, a little bit of pattern going on, nothing kind of, you know, too crazy, but it's just the flowiness, not restrictive, um, just, airy you know i love that where i feel like i'm floating with my clothes and you know but everything that i wear is bold you know bright um lots of patterns i like to mix up patterns and stuff like that so i got that little bit of that going on i'm a huge fan of uh, my slipper boots so i always have inside booties and outside booties um but basically again they're comfortable and to really just drive home the point that my pajamas and my clothes are really no different. Last night when I walked my fur babies, um, I walked them in my pajamas and no one would know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, Kristen, I can totally relate because I have these guys on and I have them, the older ones are my pajamas and my newer ones are my out clothes, but they're all the same pants. Yeah. So yeah, nobody knows the difference. It's either I have a bra or I don't. That's how they know whether or not when I'm outside, whether or not I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> you can decide which one's which. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Take right on. So, so Miss Kristen, again, our purpose is to talk about your wellness journey. And 
obviously we are all, we all know each other. We're all acquainted with one another, but there, there are nuggets in there that uh, we would love you to share with us. So just, just to begin, what was unwell that you began this journey? Like, was there a conscious, oh, I have to do this? And what did that look like? Yeah, so it's an interesting journey, um, as everybody's journey is interesting. And it's funny when I reflect and, and, and like tell the story, because I feel like I share my story a lot. There's the version of like um, living it live in real time, you know, with like where basically you don't know what's going on. The biggest, you know, the most daunting part about it is uncertainty and unclarity and, you know, worry and angst and all that. And then there's the version of like having the hindsight. And, and filling in you know the gaps and, and putting the pieces together. So um, I can say that being unwell for me started very early on, you know, as a very young girl, um, I, I remember going to the doctor a lot. I remember being tested for a lot of different things. It was always the, the common thread was a lot of symptoms, um, a lot of doctor visits and a lot of unanswered questions. You know, and then sort of like trying to move on past that and just function normally. Um, and in hindsight, I recognize from a very, very, very young age, I was a super, super sensitive child. And not just sensitive, like in the way people might think that like emotional. Um, I, um, other people's energy, I guess, like again, this is in hindsight, I'm looking, impacted me in a profound way and um i didn't know how to communicate that to like my parents or to anyone obviously i had no idea what that meant i'm not even sure as a child i realized that the only thing i did realize is that when i was in the presence of others um it made me feel ill so especially if there were large groups. I mean, I'm even talking like family parties. I mean, it was pretty at school. There were so many environments. And so I, I do recall not knowing then this correlation, but like avoiding groups, avoid like, uh, so that's kind of where a little bit of isolation kind of began for me because I had noticed that I felt better alone than when I was with people. Um, so back then as a young person i had no idea of energy any of these things i had no idea that like my physical health was being impacted by my environment and then um being a shy child and and not really being able to express my emotions and i i didn't communicate a lot um i was suppressing a ton of stuff and that really was the root cause you know into adulthood like that looked different through my, you know, young, younger years, my teenage years, my young adult years, you know, my, in my mid, you know, thirties, it just, you know, be evolved into every definition of unwell you could possibly explore. And like so, what? Love, sorry, so, like what? Yeah. So it's, it's funny. Like I, I almost feel like the diagnosis doesn't matter because a, I had so many of them. I don't even know which ones are true and which ones are not, you know, because I'd see so many different specialists. I'd get conflicting information. Um, I do remember an impactful moment when I was a young teenager. I was about 18, right about the time where you go to the doctor without your parents. <laughs> and so, um, you know, kind of conditioned, like the person in the white coat knows everything, but they were pressing to remove part of my intestines. 
in that moment. And I just knew I was alone, I was young, and I was thinking, this doesn't feel right. You know, I'm, I'm 19 years old. I really don't think that the answer is removing part of my intestines, you know? So I had a lot of like really scary experiences with doctors who are meant to be, have all the answers, you know? Um, they were there pushing nothing but medication. It was a lot of stuff that didn't feel right to me. So that caused me to retreat from seeking medical assistance. And so it was like this cycle of things were so bad physically, I could barely function. So, and I thought I had enough. So let me go take a stab at figuring out what's wrong. And then all of this misinformation, misdiagnosis, um, treatments that were not helping. Um, and then all of those experiences felt so, they actually, I think made my symptoms exasperate even worse because it was, uh, I was better off. I felt like I was better off not even um, having that experience with these professionals because you know, it was, it was more confusion than anything else. Um, at the worst point I could, I couldn't get out of bed. I would, so now I'm, now we're fast forwarding. Now I'm a grown adult with a career, you know, with a lot of responsibilities, you know, with a lot of, uh, people counting on me, you know, showing up to be that, you know, perfect person that, you know, that persona that I had identified or created. Um, that got really, really intense. So I would go to bed. This is where it goes back to, it's a good thing that my pajamas look like my clothes. Cause I would go to bed dressed for work the next day, because in the morning to get out of bed and to get ready to go to work was so difficult that like, it was just such a daunting task that I felt a little bit like, well, if I'm dressed, it's like, I'm, I, you know, I've started that process. Anything I could do the night before, um, you know, and I was sleeping at that point, you know, 10 hours and, uh, you know, going to bed as early as I can. And, and, um, the fatigue was unbelievable. The pain was unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, anything from, you know, Lyme disease, toxic mold, heavy, heavy metal toxicity. I mean, there's a laundry list of, of, you know, conditions that I had been diagnosed with, but at the end of the day, um, it was really just the symptoms that were unbearable. And so I had to, part of my journey was for me to seek out uh, my own uh, healing journey. And that was so far beyond my physical body. And that was my first mistake was just looking at my physical body. And um, when you have illness for your entire life, your physical body becomes your enemy, you know, because your mental mind wants to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so why had created a, a life of just pushing myself as hard as I could, um, creating a mindset of, um, I could still do this even though I'm sick, you know? So like not letting um, illness and symptoms hold me back. So, you know, which again was a toxic mindset, you know, so there were many um, habits that were created along the way that I had to undo. And there were a lot of things that I had to kind of go back to square one, things I had to learn, things I had to undo, um, things I had to practice, things I had to learn to integrate, um, explore, and just kind of start from square one, you know, kind of like I said, so that I could peel back all of the layers that had really just like cocooned, um, just the simple, the simple fact that I was, um, I just needed to protect my energy. That was it.
So Kristen from, God, I didn't even, I didn't know that about you. That's like crazy. You're like a freaking warrior. So when you were a child, you were just carted around trying to figure out what these symptoms were, like these different things. And it, and then it just became, oh, Kristen's sick and we can't figure out what's wrong. So your whole life became, well, I'm just sick. That's my, that's what I do. That's what happens. That's crazy, girl. How do you think it would have looked if you had, let's just, you know, uh, again, let's fantasize for a minute. If your parents understood what you understand now, and when you were hypersensitive as a child, they helped you understand it, and you learned um, healthy coping mechanisms. Just prognosticate for a second. What do you think it would have looked like growing up with that mindset? Yeah, I think, um, so I can credit my parents recognizing that I was different. Um, and and I what I loved about them is what that's what they loved about me. But what was kind of in all of our ways is that we didn't know, none of us knew of, of what to what to do. All they all they knew is like to love me for it and yeah. to and to never discourage me from being, you know, me, you know, but it was like this common thing. My entire family, my sisters, my extended family kind of know that Kristen's a little bit different. And, you know, whether it was the way my behavior was was kind of different from everybody else, you know, simple things of the way I dress, like everything. Everything was just different, you know, right? And so they they loved and honored that, but um I, I know that they did not know, um, you know, kind of what I just described, what I know now. If we had, um, I think the biggest difference would be the relationship, all those years, the relationship I had with myself would have been different. Like mm -hmm. kind of where I am now, I would have been able to live a life of having this, you know, loving, positive, self-compassion, you know, uh, self-compassion really um, as a young person, instead of developing, um, you know, fear, resentment, shame, you know, those type of, you know, emotions that was because I didn't understand. I, I felt like um, I was a different person than who my body was. You know, I do remember distinct moments of being like, I don't have time for this. Like I wanted to just like <laughs> leave my butt, like I could take off my clothes, take up, you know, zip out of my body, just leave it right there. It's like, if you're, if you're suffering right now, if you can't do this, that's okay. You stay right there, but I need to go do, you know, whatever it was I wanted to do. So I created this distinct separation between who I really was, who I believed I was, who I wanted to be, my aspirations, all these things. And my physical body just couldn't keep up. And that creates a toxic relationship with your body. And so I think that would have been the biggest difference is that, you know, the relationship with self and, and me having um, compassion for myself that and, and loving, you know, self-love, more nurturing. I had zero nurture. I could nurture everybody else except myself. You know, um, I, I was not very forgiving. There are so many things. It's like too many to name. Um, but basically, if I had to put it under an umbrella, it would be like a toxic relationship with myself would not exist. And I would have nurtured um, myself as if as I should have been, you know, as a child, sort of like when you try to when you go do some inner child work or some reparenting of yourself, um, I would have 
been able to, to you know experience that as a young person and that would have changed my whole you know course of life right where are you now as far it sounds like you're on the other side of it so <laughs> describe what the other side feels like um it feels like love it's liberating It's interesting because when I did find what felt like the right protocol, for lack of a better word, right? Like, you know, the, the right lifestyle, anything from the exercises I should be doing, the foods that I should be eating, the foods I should not be eating, um, the botanicals, like everything that felt right to me because it was natural. So like that protocol, you know, my life's work has been about wellness, about natural wellness. And that was another, you know, side note, another toxic relationship is like that was um, my priority in life. That was my passion. And somehow I remained unwell. So it was almost like this dark, you know, dirty secret and, and resentment that I had. Um, but anyway, uh, back to how it feels coming out the other side. <laughs> um, there was an extended period of time. So I'm a little bit of a perfectionist as you ladies know, and I'm very like a science-y geek, data-driven and stuff like that. So every time I would do things like, um, whether it's with clients or with myself, I was tracking, I'm always tracking. So I'm comparing like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And so I started this protocol really about the science and the data and like, you know, measuring symptoms and all these things, right? And I had, even though I knew cognitively that, you know, the mindset, the emotional release, you know, um, all these other components were so important. I remained, I failed a little bit, even though I was on the right track because I really remained fixated on the physical part, which is something that I had learned it doesn't work. And that I was really, really good at for a long, long time helping others. Um, and, and when somehow when it came to myself, I still kind of stuck in my old ways. You know, one thing I do, humbly admit is that I am those life lessons. It takes me a lot over and over and over and over and over again for me to like, okay, you know, and then just stop, stop, you know, cause it's like, somehow I think I could handle more. I could whatever I, oh yeah, I know it. But so anyway, um, it was grace. It was when I was able to heal with grace for the longest time, um, the self-talk was still a little bit negative. Like, you know, you should be further along in your healing. Um, this should be easier for you. You know, you eat like impeccably, like there should be no, like it was still a little bit of beating up on myself, still setting expectations. The biggest difference is setting expectations and milestones as if you're like on a weight loss program or something and you're like checking the boxes and stuff like that. There is no, that's not how healing works, you know? And so um, one of my faults has always been setting certain expectations, right? When you think you're a goal setter, that's a great thing. But when you fail to meet them, with that came a rush of disappointment, frustration, and all these things. And so it's like, even if I was taking steps forward, that mental mindset would take me back to square one. And it's like, okay, and that's what it was doing to me. Start all over. You know, that was my life lesson. Do it again, Kristen, you know, because you're going to learn that when you heal, that you have to heal all parts of you. And it's not just the protocol and, and um, caring for the physical body enough 
that it would heal. It's all the other things. And so I got bounced back to square one. I don't countless times, countless times until, and then in, in through my career of um, helping others, that was part of my learning experience is seeing many, many times things were mirrored to me to, to get me to understand that, no, this isn't how it works. You know, you, you aren't, you aren't something, someone special who doesn't have to do things the right way. <laughs> you know, So, so I'm grateful for, you know, my, my choice in career because, um, not only my own personal learning experiences have helped me grow, obviously, but also being a witness for others. So if, if you don't mind me asking, you know, you're on the other side, you've learned through your experience and mirroring, you know, you said, oh, a lot of the times, no, they're all mirrors. Like I know when I was doing, you know, I, I would do intuitive guidance at the gallery and I'm like, here's all the answers. I know all the stuff. Meanwhile, I'd look at myself and I'm like, this exists in your own life. What's wrong with you? So the mirrors are always there. But you said when you finally got, you know, bashed, you know, so many times and sent back to the starting line and realized that, you know, the, the all the rules apply to you as well. And it's not just body, it's mind, body, spirit. I, if you don't mind, I, I would love to um, not close this conversation, but I guess round off this conversation with what does the mind and spirit part look like? Yeah, so the the that change, the catalyst for change there yeah. was when my mom passed in 2010. It was and it was interesting that back then I truly had no idea how to change my mindset. Like talk about mirrors. Um my mother and I were very, very similar and in, in, so I kind of saw like the way my life will played out. I mean, she was 60 years old and she passed, um, you know, from cancer that, that I believe was triggered from her inability to release some very deep, dark emotions. And um, I was so similar to her. I was like, yep, that's exactly, this is how I'm gonna go. And it's gonna be sooner than later. And, and it's always like having the awareness is not enough. Having the deep desire to change is not enough you know so it's like you have to do the work and i in 2010 i truly had no clue like i was so desperate like you know raging hysterical like i i don't you know why am i like this i don't want to be like this someone help me and and i and the few times i didn't reach out like you know whether i'm going to go see you know counseling or whatever it may be nothing was helping like no i wasn't given any insight and back then i had zero zero, probably negative, not even zero, um, spirituality. I was so lost. I was, there were a lot of things in my life. I was so broken at that point that I had no hope. And I knew that. And that was, honestly, it was terrifying. You know, I didn't even know where to go next. So 2010 really had me start to dive into my mind, my mindset and, um, uh, and figuring out what spirituality meant for me. And and obviously, I mean, that was 12 years. And over the 12 years, it has been nonstop work. I can't even give like a checklist of things to do. It, that's when it became um, out of desperation, out of curiosity, out of um, openness. Um, 
things started to happen in my life that it was just that breadcrumb trail. I, I was just willing when you're obviously when you're desperate, you're willing, right? To try anything. And so I was willing to, to the next breadcrumb. I was aware enough to be like, okay, what, let me, let me explore that. And that's kind of what I did. And that brought me down the path to energy healing. Um, you know, uh, the, all the tools and techniques that I use personally and professionally that was birthed from that horrific, probably the worst thing that I've ever experienced, you know, especially up to that point in my life, um, you know, was my mom getting sick and, and losing her so young. And so that really started the journey of the mental and spirituality point and emotional. Honestly, it was those three, you know, up to 2010, I was 100% physical. Like that was the world I lived in, um, not realizing uh, the importance. I mean, I knew the other components, but I didn't know the importance and I didn't know how it was impacting my health and my life. Right. So over the last 12 years was me navigating and finding the best way to restore, you know, you know, mind, body, spirit, health. It, it changed the way I looked at health for myself. Again, it was like, I lived in this world that like, oh yeah, everyone else, mind, body, spirit for Kristen, you know? Um, so it's been a long journey. Kristen, how, I mean, where you are today is just, you're, it's phenomenal, right? But for, for people listening who probably many people are in that space of feeling hopeless, feeling despair, feeling alone, feeling unsure, and not knowing how to get out of it, how to change it, right? There's the desire we said, but the desire means nothing until you know what to do. What would be your advice to people who are in that spot right now? Well, I mean, it looks so different for everyone. So I think your best guide, number one, is yourself. So there's so much angst I can relate and I could feel it even just like we're calling it. Um, there's so much angst to being in that place. And so the first thing I would say is don't fear that. Like, don't fear that darkness, you know, and, and it's okay to sit in it. Um, you know, practicing understanding that you are safe and that this is, this is um, you know, that, that you are you are loved and you are guided. And so to turn inward first, I think one of the first mistakes we, we you know, we all experience is like looking outside of ourselves for that solution. Like, who do I need to talk to? What medication do I need to take? You know, what program do I need to, you know, participate in and stuff? So I think, and that was what, you know, that was my hard lesson over and over again, is that I fear to look at my, you know, look at myself first, as far as what should I do next? And so I would encourage the individual to sit in that place of darkness as long as they need to. Um, and, but with, with the intention of asking questions, what do I need? What do I need right now in this moment? And take it one moment at a time. It could feel overwhelming when you sit in that place and you're thinking, I felt like this for so long, you know, and you're looking to like, how am I gonna fix? Like all of the big picture is so overwhelming. So just in that moment, and it could just be something like, I need a shower, <laughs> you know? It could be like, I need a glass of water. You know, it's like those things, but start asking yourself those questions, you know, in, um, in a, almost like in a, in a, in a nurturing, like a motherly, you know, voice, like, honey, what do you need? That's it. That's step one. And then, um, you just keep doing that over and over again. 
and and the bigger picture the path will reveal itself and i know that sounds like very like conceptual and heady but i think that would be my best advice because i don't like to give like really concrete literal because everyone is different you know and so it just when you when you you know what's best for you so getting yourself creating the habit of asking yourself what is best for me in this moment and let me do that that's the best place to start I got to tell you, Kristen, that is the perfect advice because we forget to ask ourselves. We forget. We're always caring about everybody else, but we forget. And everything seems so overwhelming. But in that moment, all you have is that moment. What could I do right now in this moment? So I, we really appreciate you, uh, A, sharing your story. B being a part of our team and uh and and C just being as incredible and and as you are and the warrior that you are and thank you thank you for for coming before we wrap things up completely you want to play a game I play a game like a slumber party we play a game <laughs> never have I ever no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have a little game called you connect and there are questions that we have. And um, just for, for our studio audience, so we have uh, Dana, Kristen, and I um, run a company called finduniquelyyou.com. And we're a bunch of schools uh, that are like in different schools of thought, different ideas. And we're truly about helping people figure out what it is that makes them tick, makes them unique, makes them awesome, uh, to bring out that spark, to bring out that light. And we're a community that uplifts each other, uplifts each other. So from our different schools, we've got seven schools of thought, and I don't need to go through them because Kristen is well aware. So Kristen, I'm just gonna ask you to pick a school and then I'm gonna pick a rando question from uh, our Uconnect deck. Okay, there's so many good ones and I have a lot of favorites, but I'm gonna probably go with my top favorite would be the School of Empowerment. Fantastic. All right, so oh, I'm gonna do a manifestation. All right, if you could manifest the most desirable experience for yourself, what would it be? What would it be? Well, it's funny that you picked this question because I'm a manifesto or a manifesto. <laughs> manifesting. So I'm in the process of like manifesting all kinds of fun things, but okay. So like the ultimate, ultimate experience. Yes. Most desirable experience for yourself that you haven't yet experienced. Okay. So I would be, and it's funny because it's things that like, I really, I really have a strong desire to have but I lack, I 100% lack the skills to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's far reaching, it's far reaching, but I'm, I will learn. Um, so I would love to live in a community that people are like similar to me, you know, like where their, our values are the same, you know, so things like, so things that would be valued in this community would be like animals, music, um, like creativity, dance, expression, um, and, you know, obviously wellness. So like we would be, you know, farming our organic homegrown foods, everything, you know, our doctors would be, you know, herbalists and, you know, it would be like the lifestyle that I live, which is a challenge, you know, when in our 
culture, right? So I'm seeking out these little hidden gems that nobody knows about. And I have drive driving across the country to see, you know, whatever, to have these experiences. It would be in this community. And, you know, I would have a, a center that myself and others, because we're all like-minded, you know, we have uh, experiences there. Oh, maybe we'd call it the lighthouse. Um, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, we're, we have itineraries. We get up, like what my day is, you know, we get up, we do yoga, we journal, we do all the things, but I could do them with people. It's like, I could stop being that, that little girl who always had, uh, tea parties with Mickey Mouse alone because she didn't have friends that she could relate to. So it was just her and Mickey Mouse, but you know, it was great. It was lovely. You know, I'd rather do that than somewhere else. I'd live in a place like that where, you know, all these are, all these Mickey Mouses are here with me and we do the things that we all love. It's not about, you know, doing things for people like I'm going to go along with this friend who likes to do this, whatever, because they're my friend, you know, it's like, it's truly everyone living their authentic life healthfully. Um, yeah. I mean, that would be what I would manifest. And so I, it feels possible. Well, as you're talking, you know, we have you Destin's on deck, right? That's like our next, our next step, which you basically just described a you Destin. So is it, the only choice you have to make, is it in the mountains that you want to go? Is it on the beach? Is it in another country? Because we're going to have you Destins all over the world and you will be running them and living your best life. Yeah. <laughs> and it honestly doesn't even come down to where it would be. It's who is it, who's with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as it's in nature and, and you know, when we, when the, we get that, got the people, oh, that that's, I mean, does it get better than that? I love it. Dana. If you could manifest your most desirable experience, what would it be? I don't know how this is going to sound, but I feel like every day I'm doing that. Like I, like there's nothing that I don't, there's nothing that I want that I'm not already figuring out how to, to achieve that experience. The one thing though, that if I could do it a little bit quicker, saying is I'd like to be more comfortable in my body. You know, I've been on, you know, similar to Kristen, much different story, but similar to Kristen, I am on my own wellness journey and I'm on the other side of it, but my body is a little slow to catch up. So that would be if I could twitch my nose or do a magic wand, I'd like to be sitting more comfortably. But other than that, it's, it's a party over here. It's beautiful. It is, it truly is. I, you know, I kind of feel the same way you know, just being on the other side of where we were to where we are today with this business and just the family and the people I have around me. I mean, it can't get better than it does. I mean, sure it will, but right it now. It will, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels so good. So mine is a little bit um, more, I don't even know what to say. You guys have these beautiful visions for yourselves. Mine is to hang out with Eddie better. So that's it. A desirable experience. I think we'd have a lovely time. We're going to be, we're besties in another life somewhere in another realm. So we just want to hang out, <laughs> shoot the shit, maybe sing together, you know. <laughs> oh, Angela, I have to tell you, my first thought when you're like, what do you want to manifest? I'm like, hang out with Barry Manilow. Don't say that. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> oh, my, so I'm always, no, but I'm, no, the Barry, I'm always striking the balance with you. Eddie Vedder, Barry Manilow, big one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I think we have time for one more because this is fun. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Pick a school, Dane. Pick a school. Oh, metaphysics. Oh, good. That's the one I pulled up. Okay. I'm gonna do. Uh oh. Um, oh, I like this one. Intuition. Okay. To Kristen's listening to yourself and your voice, right? So I'm gonna ask this to Kristen first. In what ways does your intuition speak to you? And when your intuition does speak to you, do you listen? Do you ignore it? Is it usually correct? <laughs> Sorry, there was, there was another little side there. <laughs> this is a fun one. This is exciting because this is sort of relatively new for me. Um, you know, over the last, you know, maybe four years. So I was a super, um, heady person, you know, like very logical, analytical, and you know, all kinds of things like that. And so I always suppressed my intuition. Um, and then once I changed that, obviously, uh, magic happens. So to answer your question of how it comes in, it's like a loud voice. It's a it's a voice that um, gives a directive, like short and concise a directive that will come out of nowhere. So basically the way like it would look like for me, is I may be contemplating something or, you know, whatever. And I will, I, I don't obsess about things. I kind of will think about it logically. If I don't know the answer, I kind of release it. And then that's that. And then in meditation, you know, in stillness, there's just quiet. I just try to make sure I don't have my monkey mind, you know, whatever. And then when I go about my day, like in the middle of any kind of, uh, you know, typical task, like the, the I'm thinking of the most recent time I was feeding the dogs. And the voice pops in, says something, gives a directive in the manner that I stop what I'm doing and I go do exactly what I was told. <laughs> and um, it's never, to this day, when, when something like that happens, so it's not your monkey mind like talking you in and out of, you know, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that, you know, whatever, going around and around. It's very different. It feels very different. It has never been wrong. Nice. Dana. How does your intuition speak to you, you witch? <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so, so mine, mine um, is always spoken to me the same, but as I um, evolve as a human being, it just becomes more of that. So my intuition mostly speaks to me in prophetic dreams, serious dream Im imagery. Um, uh, Kristen mentions like a clear audience. Uh, you know, I don't really have the clear audience. I have like, I'm like a seer. So I, and a knower and a feeler. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, so, so there's a clear sentience for sure. And a clear empathy for me. And what that means is the sentience I actually feel, physically feel last night. And I'm going to get weird here for a second. I'm laying in bed with, with Rob watching TV and I was like, what the hell? And I felt like I showed that on my leg, somebody went, Almost as if they're, I'm waiting. And I was like, but at first, I don't know what it was, but I understood what it was. So I can physically feel, oh my God, I got stories. The other is clear empathy. I, I emotionally feel, and it's not the empathy where I'm like, I was listening to Kristen's story and I could relate to some things and I could feel her. It's like, if so, I could actually feel the emotion from a distance, like I've actually, and Angela, you know this, I've contacted you and been like, you're, you're going through X, Y, and Z. You're like, <laughs> there's that clear empathy. But my greatest, I think, sense is this 
weird knowing. It's called claircognizance. And and the thing about that is it's the most annoying of all because you can't just say to people, yeah, I just know that. Because you sound like a dick. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like all the time, like even <laughs> family friendly. Kind of <laughs> so uh, so anyway, um, yeah, it's, but, but to answer your question, it has never steered me wrong there that knowing there's like the kind of knowing or i get a sense of but what i've learned is when i get a sense of something i've learned temperance don't jump on it it will come with clarity and when and i always refer to it as that keystone like when you have an arch and the final stone that comes in that's what sets the arch so i get like a brick here and a brick there and, and then all of a sudden Boom, it comes in and I'm like, the lottery numbers are like, there's just no telling me otherwise. I'm joking, by the way, anybody. anybody yeah, I'm like, can I have like, yeah. lottery numbers? Because I could use a little cash. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But it's about things that I have to know. And then you'll say things to like your husband, like, well, I just know. And then it's a fight and it's a thing and it's wonderful. But I do listen to all of it. And I think that is why why I'm so comfortable in my life because I do trust and listen to it more so than I ever did in my life. And, and Kristen, I'm sure you can agree. And of course, Angela, you as well, the more you listen, the, 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 the greater it grows. And then the more ridiculous some of it is, but you know, to listen. And so it's like that risk reward, the more ridiculous, but if you listen, the cooler, the reward is, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. uh, and then you, you become connected. Oh my God, you asked me the wrong question. I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you more things. But then you become connected with people or aligned with people that think like you. And then it grows exponentially because now you're in a community of like-minded people who you could actually say things like, yeah, there was a snake under my table with a Band-Aid attached to me and here's a message it or attached to it and here's a message it had for me. And they don't think you're weird, at least outwardly they don't. So Yeah, no, I, I think all, all normal things, right? All normal things. <laughs> all normal, all things. normal things. That's right. Uh, constantly answer. muttering under his breath. All normal things. All normal things. <laughs> Totally. Um, before you answer, Angela, uh, I want to make a quick comment based on kind of what Dina was saying, too, because I think this, this was also part of my healing journey. And I think, you know, it may be relatable to other people is that um, in my work, since I can remember, I have always used my intuition when working with others. And so like everything that you're saying, Dana, like you just know, you know, like um, that was kind of how I, you know, that's how you read a room. That's how you read your client, all those things. And I, in hindsight, I was able to see, it was interesting to see that I 100% always trusted my gut, my intuition when working with others. It was when I was for myself when I questioned it. And I thought that was interesting. You know, it took me, it took me a while to trust for myself. And the only reason I was able to was sort of like, Kristen, you're a science, look at the evidence look at the evidence thus far that your intuition had never steered you wrong when you're working outside of yourself right so why would you not trust it you know for yourself so Hi, <laughs> <laughs> real quick off for me I, I, like kristen I, i'm i'm more aware of it now right um mine is just like i guess in the same sense of dana like it's like a knowing and I'll get the, I'll just look over and see something on the floor and be like, oh, thank you. Like I needed, I don't want to lose that, you know, or I'll go downstairs and I'll just have this thought to like go to the kitchen and I see that I left the teapot on, you know, and it's like, it's hot. So I just get these like nudges. And what I do is now I just follow the nudges. 
So it's like, you need to go outside right now in your garden. And my old brain would be like, well, I'm in the middle of working and I have to work hard and blah, 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 blah. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to go out to my garden. Now what? And then I got to my garden. I'm like, oh my God, look at my caterpillar. And it's like, that's just like what I needed to ground myself. So I kind of am allowing myself to be guided by the thoughts that come in my head. And they come in like butterflies, you know, like just like a thought flutters in and I just go with it because it's not telling me to go, you know, you know, burn myself. It's telling me to like go find something or, or answer a question. Um, the other thing is I get um, very clear visions of the future. Um, very clear, like, I, I, I guess, because like, I'm a visionary, right? And I can see almost like how like things look in the future. Not necessarily predictions, because I don't think that's the way it is, because obviously we all have to take steps to get there. But I can clear, like, for example, uh, Dana was um, like, oh, she's like, I'm not a traveler. I'm not gonna, I don't do, I don't do group things, you know, like she just like, doesn't do that. And I said, I have a vision. I just had a vision of you sitting across from me at a campfire with your blankie and nodding at me like, look at this girl, look at this. And <laughs> when we actually were in that spot, I looked at her and I'm like, see, I told you. And she's like, nah, I don't do group things. <laughs> just, just, just for the record, just for the record. I, I'm not a joiner. We know that. But then I keep catching myself joining. Yeah. So when we were there and you looked at me, I was like, oh. <laughs> when you said it, you're like, I looked across the fire at you. And I was all like, yeah, girl. And I'm like, yeah, girl, whatever. <laughs> and she saw it, man. It was spot on. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So that's why I know, like, when you were talking about your, your manifesting this, the, the you destined, because that's what you're talking about. That is exactly how I see it. The pharmacy school is creating all the food and the, the, it takes a village is where the residences are and the wellness and there are no doctors. Like, it's like one person trained to fix air conditioning and fix a body. You know, <laughs> it's just like, everybody knows everything and it's just all learning and fun and beautiful and creative. So yeah, so visions. Nice. All right. So is it a shameless shameless plug now? Shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> well, Kristen, please, oh, Kristen, um, please. First of all, um, we know you. I mean, we know you a year. We work together, you know, and I and I know a lot of your story that you shared with me. But I gotta tell you, um hearing you tell it and hearing how the feeling the pain that you felt and Going on the journey with you as you explain how you got to the other side, it truly, it made me fall in love with you even deeper. You're amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. And you you offer so much to us. You offer so much to the people who know you and love you. And you offer so much to, to the people you work with. And this is your opportunity to, to share with everybody who you are, what you do, and how to find you um, outside this little spot we've created. Yeah, thank you for that. So uh, my business is Balanced Bluebird Healing. So my website is balancedbluebirdhealing.com. Um, I offer a variety of services. So I'm an integrative wellness professional. And, you know, my specialties, what I work, like to work with is Reiki. So I'm a Reiki master. Um, I'm an EFT, holistic EFT practitioner, which is emotional freedom technique. Um, and I also am a Bach flower remedy practitioner. So those are my three, that's my little trifecta of um, just helping to restore. I mean, everything I've been talking about what wellness is, right? So, you know, mind, body, spirit, emotional, mental, 
physical, obviously, and spiritual health. And so any service that I provide, depending on like the avenue people find me, you know, it could be just their physical health, or maybe it is spiritual, they're on a spiritual path. But any um, topic that we work through together is a whole person approach. That's really, you know, um, just really what I do. So I mean, I get personal training clients, and it's not about just, you know, the work in the gym. It's, mindset is everything so that's the kind of you know the work that i do and like i mentioned before everybody's journey is unique so whatever wellness looks and feels like you know for the individual it's my job to hold space and to help guide them to to that you know what is their optimal wellness and you know discover themselves and you know really feel whole mind body and spirit you know you know on the way so uh, balancedbluerehealing.com. I'm also a practitioner with heal.me. So that's, a you know, one of the largest networks of practitioners around the world, it's a, which I just love because it makes holistic care accessible. I've loved over the years to see how accessible, um, you know, integrative wellness and holistic care has become. So it's an app heal.me is an app. And so I'm balanced bluebird healing on the app and, um, you could go on there, take a quick quiz to get matched with any practitioner. Um, so of course I'd love to, you know, you to see me, but as long as you, I think it's important on your healing journey to find the right guy. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And then of where course, you need find you. <laughs> say that, say again, I'm sorry. I said, where else can we find you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, finduniquelyyou.com um, with Uniquely, that was part of my journey, a part of that breadcrumb trail. Um, that probably would be another day for this whole full story, but under unusual circumstances, I stumbled across uh, a video of Angela <laughs> on an unusual location, somewhere I usually don't go, and just was drawn by it. It was a very short video, but right, immediately knew intuition, I don't ignore, I need to speak to this person. And it was Angela. And that conversation was just magical. It, in that moment, I knew instantaneous. So I was actually having my manifestation journal. That's another conversation, um, which I've read, you know, excerpts from it because it was really about manifesting my tribe. And it was the part of my healing for the first time in my life, um, I wanted to collaborate. So, you know, like I said before, I was all about, you know, Mickey Mouse tea parties alone keeping myself alone and isolated felt the best. I had known that I healed to a point where I needed to connect, find my people, do bigger things. And so being a part of Uniquely You has been like a dream come true. So here I'm the uh, Director of Culture Enrichment and Global Support, AKA the Lightkeeper. And I am stoked to be able to just do my magic you know here on this platform and then i'm also excited to be an instructor because you know i didn't talk much about that aspect of my career and you know a huge part of what i do but teaching is my favorite because it's you know, that's what you do as a guide is that you you know you give information in a way that can be received you know you know your you know your individuals that are in front of you you deliver in a way that it's received or at least planting a seed and so that they could take the next step on their healing journey. So I've got some classes, you know, on on the um, on the site coming up in uh, October. You know, I have about eight classes that I'll be rotating through. So I would love for people to come on and check out finduniquelyyou.com. And you know, not just my workshops, but check out everybody's. But um, I do have a, a pretty good uh, catalog of offerings coming in October. 
Awesome. And you know, it's a, it's a true testament to what Uniquely You is all about because we are so supportive of outward, uh, everybody's own other thing, right? We're basically a, a platform. We're shelves for you to put your, your, your workshops on, but you still have your own thing and we support you. We support everybody to do their individual thing and, and gain clients and get awareness and bring yourselves up and, and feel good. So you are the perfect representation of, of, of director of the company who has balanced bluebird, bluebird healing and you get to do all of these things and you get to bring them to uniquely and teach them in yeah. workshops and stuff. So it's absolutely, it's, it's so beautiful. And we're so, I mean, I, I call you guys my angel wings because I could not fly without you. The two of you are, this would not be what it is without me, you. So that's that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> that really, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, I got nothing, I, this, this, no words. <laughs> but Angela, you, you, you make a great point and, and I don't even know if you realize, I think you do, but like the, the magnitude of what you've created. Because as light workers, it's all the work that we do is all interconnected. There's no way to separate balanced bluebird healing, you know, with the work that I do at Uniquely. And to give like a tangible uh, example of that is this amazing individual that a client, my newest client, right? Um, something outside of Uniquely, an a speaking opportunity, he, you know, we made a connection and he reached out to me and we worked one-on-one -on -one as a client, you know, and he's attending my workshop at Uniquely. It's like um, the individuals that we're going to touch and reach out to who are seeking us, they're going to find us in different places. And, you know, you know, all of our instructors are all working hard. All of us are to lift, lift up the world and, they're, the avenue that they're going to take to us is going to be unique, uh, but we're all all the work that we're doing is you know it's all interconnected. Yeah. Who's growling? Who wants some? I was going to say, do I have to be the one who points out the dog? Like, are we all going to pretend like we don't hear this? <laughs> Who's growling? Who yeah. So, so my ghost rider is in love with my newest baby girl, Winter Moon, and so is my big boy, Thor Bear, and so they fight over her. <laughs> and so when Ghost believes that Thor Bear is too close to winter, he gives a low-key growl. <laughs> We're working on that. That's very, cute. very cute, protective brothers. I love it. I love it. Miss Angela, want to close this out? I suppose I will. Um, so thank you, Kristen, for being on our show. Thank you for being in our lives. Thank you for everything you do for us. Um, your story is empowering and inspiring. And I hope that other people um, really take the opportunity to, to, to hear you and know that that there's hope. And um, so one of the, the beautiful things about Uniquely is that you are accessible, right? So people can reach out to you through balancebluebirdhealing.com um, or they can come to finduniquelyyou.com and Anybody can email team at T-E-A-M at F-I-N-D-U-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y-U dot com. And they can, <laughs> I know that's, that's, that's a tricky one. That was for our audience like, podcasters, <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, you can email team at and reach out to Kristen. Uh, she can connect with you. She's, she's basically like 
our university's guidance counselor. So if you have any questions or want to know how you could fit in with what, we, what we're doing, please reach out. Kristen is so available. She's all about um, our culture and our support. Um, I would love to thank my beautiful and talented co-host, Ms. Dana Sardano. <laughs> Dana Sardano and her, her, her comfy Gigi pillow. <laughs> uh, Gigi pillow. Okay, I don't. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, Dana has written a book called 10 Recommendments for Personal Empowerment. It is a phenomenal book. Uh, it is not for wimps. It is for people who are ready to do the work, but really are in that that place of uh, looking to transform. Maybe you're in that hopeless, uh, hopeless space. Um, Dana's book really does help you figure out who you are, figure out what makes you tick, figure out all those belief systems that she breaks it down in such a way that is so phenomenal. 10 recommendments uh, for personal empowerment. Um, and if you Google recommendments, you'll find it because she made up the word. So <laughs> uh, you can get the paperback on amazon.com, Amazon, everyone knows it, Amazon. Um, or it is available as an audiobook, which she self-narrated and it's hilarious and awesome to hear it in her story. Um, hear her story from her words. Uh, it's available exclusively on finduniquelyyou.com in the shop. Um, I would like to also thank our partners, Scopic Software. They're helping us with editing. They built our beautiful platform. They are just the most phenomenal partner we could ever, ever hope for. Um, and I would like to thank um, all of our U instructors who have been putting their blood, sweat, and tears into everything that we're doing for the business. They're amazing. Please come check them out. They're beautiful people who have such amazing gifts to share. Um, and with that said, oh, I would like to thank our, our husbands and, and partners for, for putting up with us. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, everybody stay cozy, stay real. I'm Cuddle Talk. <laughs> I'll have to work on the sign off. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I had a blast.